You know how to book flights and hotels. All you're missing is a tool to plan the travel experiences you'll have once you arrive. That's why you need Viator. Book guided tours, activities, excursions, and more in one place to make your trip truly unforgettable. Viator has over 300,000 travel experiences to choose from. Everything from simple tours to extreme adventures and all the niche, interesting stuff in between. So you can plan something that everyone you're traveling with will enjoy. Real traveler reviews give the inside scoop from people who've already been on the experiences you're considering. So you can plan with confidence. Free cancellation helps you plan for the unexpected. And 24-7 customer support means you can travel worry-free. Download the Viator app now and use code Viator10 for 10% off your first booking in the app. Find travel experiences for you. Do more with Viator. Without the ones like you who work tirelessly to keep things running, everything would suddenly stop. Hospitals, factories, schools, and power plants, they all depend on you. No matter the weather, emergency, or time of day, you're the ones who get it done. At Granger, we're here for you. With professional-grade industrial supplies, count on real-time product availability and fast delivery. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. Are you kidding me? You are looking live. Winning cures everything. Now for your hosts, Gary and Chris. Welcome in, Winning Cures Everything. It is the Friday, September 24th edition of the show. I'm Gary. And I'm Chris. And Chris, of course, on the phone, just like every weekday. And we will be back uh, to having Chris on the video on Sunday's reaction show. And I am stoked about it. But yeah, we've got a lot to talk about in the college football world right now, Chris. Uh, is everything going well in your world? Oh, yeah. Staying busy. Keep running. That's, I, can, uh, I can certainly understand that. I'm doing the same thing. Myself, uh, just rocking and rolling like usual. Go ahead and give everybody the rundown before we get into the topics. WinningCuresEverything.com, that is the website. Of course, go ahead and check that out. We are still doing our podcast competition, so if you would so kindly go over there, search out College Football Butterfly Effect, and take a listen to the one-off podcast that we did that kind of did a multiverse college football universe. Uh, So go and check that thing out over at WinningCuresEverything.com. But you can also find our picks our uh, the different places that you can subscribe to the show and follow the show and where you can follow us on social media, etc. It's all right there, one location. Check it out. The show brought to you every single time by BetUS, where the game begins. They are the premier online sports book. They've been around for 27 years, 28, yeah, a long time. How's that? Really long time, almost three decades. So go and check them out, BetUS.com. You can sign up using the promo code NCAAF2021. Get a 125% deposit bonus up to $2,500, and it is sportsbook exclusive. There is a link in the description on YouTube and on the podcast where you click that link, and it's going to automatically put that promo code in there for you. Very easy to do. Uh, and if you don't want to worry about a promo code or anything like that, you can just sign up at BetUS.com. So go check it out, BetUS, where the game begins. And, of course, Chris does a show with SBR Picks. Uh, that's sbrpicks.com slash NCAAF. That is Sportsbook Review. He does a college football show for them. I do a college football show for BetUS. You can find the link to both of those in the description on both the podcast and on YouTube. So go ahead and check those things out. Very easy to do. Ah, Chris, um, let's start off with this one. The playoff board, the college football playoff board, has decided that they are not going to vote next week to expand they have said uh they are going to push this a little further down the road because they had a meeting in i believe it was dallas on wednesday and in that meeting or it may have been tuesday either way it was earlier this week but they came out and said hey yeah we don't agree on anything right now and it is just another example of when people get their feelings hurt they let that kind of crap stand in the way of what is best for their actual leagues or for the actual sport, and it drives me insane. Uh, give me give me your thoughts on what's going on here. Yeah, I want them to expand the playoff. I think they should expand the playoff. I want it to happen right now. There has to be a way to expand it and not give it 
to ESPN because I honestly believe that's all that's holding this up. Is there's enough people that don't want ESPN to have the entire thing, but right now because I think the way the contract might be worded, ESPN owns the playoff now. So if they went from four to twelve, they would get it all, and I think it would be really hard to take it away from them. And so I want to make sure that Fox, CBS, uh, NBC, anyone else that wants to have their hand in this gets their hand in it because that's how you get more money for these schools. Yes, because if you have them involved in the playoff, then once it comes time for them to actually invest in the regular season by showing these te- or these uh, conferences games, then they are more willing to to spend that money to actually do that. And and I understand where they're coming from, but it drives me insane that at this point, they can't decide between 12 and 8. They can't decide exactly what the auto bids are going to look like. They, they can't decide on anything right now. And a lot of this has to do with Greg Sankey. Of course, I'm not going to say going behind Bob Bowlesby's back, but the four guys that were working on this in private for a long time, one of them was was busy taking two of the premier teams or schools from the other one's conference. Uh, it's not that Sankey was necessarily doing it, you know, in secret or anything like that, but a lot of people think that they should have been involved when it was just a four-man committee. And and again, I see where they're coming from, but at the end of the day, just because you don't like the way that it came to that result doesn't mean that you can't like the result. The result of a 12-team playoff with the six automatic bids for conference champions, whoever the six highest ranked are, and then six at largest is best for all of these conferences, and I don't understand how they don't agree on that. Do you, do you kind of feel the same way? Yeah, I can't figure out how the smaller co- – everybody but the SEC should love this. Everybody but the SEC should love this. And, and even the SEC should love it. I mean, in all honesty, well, because yeah, they will get three or four. The SEC shouldn't love it, but right now the SEC is dominating the four, so they don't care. Well, like, that's, yeah, like, the SEC said, or Greg Sankey said, we can stay at four. I'm fine with that because, remember, they are the only conference that's actually gotten two in the 14 playoffs. Well, the ACC technically got it last year because Notre Dame joined the ACC for the COVID year. Good call. But Good call. Yeah. But that yes. gets an asterisk because, that yeah, that was a one-year thing, and they're not they're not a member of the ACC anymore, so. Yes, you are correct about that. So, yeah, it's this is entering the eighth season of a 12-year contract. It runs through 2025, so starting in 2026, we should see some kind of a new deal, some kind of an expansion. Uh, but at this point, uh, we, we are now delayed. We will not be getting a vote next week. Uh, it was supposed to be uh, all of the conference commissioners, etc., and a lot of the, the voters that are presidents and chancellors, and... Next week, uh, it is now just going to be uh, a Zoom meeting, but uh, but all of the commissioners and Jack Swarbrick, the Notre Dame athletic director, they're still going to meet in Chicago next week, and the presidents and chancellors are going to meet via Zoom uh, for all or, or even just part of it. So, you know, we're <laughs> they're just going to sit and talk again, spend some more money, and, and do whatever for a little while, and, and maybe they'll come up with something. But my guess is it, it's still a little ways off until maybe the rest of the landscape of college football kind of settles down. So we shall see. I do want to bring up an interesting story that popped up yesterday. The Ryan family has given Northwestern a $480 million gift, and a large portion of that is supposed to be used to redevelop Ryan Field. Now, you and I went to Ryan Field a couple of years ago to see Ohio State and Northwestern with our buddies from the Westlot Pirates. And the stadium has a, a very gothic feel to it. It is very old school. I enjoyed it immensely. But yes, it could absolutely be updated. Uh, they are wanting it to be the most inclusive stadium in the country. So they are going to go above and beyond what the Americans with Disabilities Act uh, requests of stadiums or requires of stadiums. How uh, how did you feel about this? I, I could not imagine a school being gifted half of a billion dollars and uh, and you well, know not being able to do anything with it. So go ahead. Yeah, well, I must say not being able to do anything with it. They're going to do something with it, right? Oh yeah, I mean, oh big they time. Are gonna, yeah. 
Uh, no, I, I, I can't imagine what it would be like to have so much money that you could give away half a billion dollars. True. Like that's, that's a different level of, of funds for, for folks like you immediately think about. Um, could be big for Northwestern because I do think that's a big part of what happens at Northwestern and, and what, what you know they deal with. I wonder if a stadium renovation and a redo would affect and change the uh, – the, the attendance. I, you know, it's possible. I will tell you this. The fact that they have such a state-of-the-art athletic facility right now, the, I mean, the, it's right there on the water. It is unbelievable because they spent a ton of money on that. To pair that with what will effectively be a new stadium, that's a pretty big deal. So I, I definitely think it could help attendance. It could help out recruiting even more so. I, that's... It, this seems like such a massive deal, and and it was just kind of a blurb. So I I wanted to bring it up because it's uh, by the way the Ryan family that that donated the money, yeah the same Ryan family that the field is named after. So <laughs> so well, yeah makes sense. yeah they they own they own Kellogg's right. I believe that's correct. Yes. So, uh yeah big 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 stuff for another Big Ten school there. So big big things. Moving on, let's do a little preview. Uh, it seems every week we are just, you know, picking games. And and I kind of wanted to get into the weeds a little bit for at least a few minutes on some of the other things that are happening around college football so that we're not just, you know, we're not just picking games. Um, I did have four questions that I wanted us to go over leading up to college football week four. And my first one to you is, what are the most intriguing games? Like, what games are we going to learn the most about teams this week? Um, you got one right off the bat, or you want me to uh, You want me to toss one in there? No, man. I mean, I, 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 it's hard It's hard to answer that question nationwide. True. Because, because everybody is looking at something different. You've got, you know, 130 teams. I, oh, yeah. I, I immediately think of my LSU Tigers and Mississippi State. We both seen them play poorly and we've both seen them play well and we don't know who they really are we don't think they're great but are they as bad as we think they are and as bad as they've looked what 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 who who are these teams for real and those i think those are the two teams that have the most to prove i do agree with you um i my first one here was tulane and uab um both of them have been blown out by bigger teams. Tulane, of course, kept it close with Oklahoma. I'm I'm curious which one of these teams is is a legit, you know, G5 contender, somebody that can compete in their conference. I don't know that that UAB losing to Tulane is drastic, but I think Tulane using no. losing to UAB could be a massive massive issue if they're wanting to compete for the AAC. Uh, the other one I had UTSA in Memphis. I yep. both of those are three and zero. Oh. They could absolutely be in the New Year's Six competition. I'm, you know, I'm curious about that one. And then, of course, uh, my my other one is, you know, Maryland and Kent State. Kent State has played Iowa, Texas A and M, and an FCS school. Do we think that Maryland? I mean, Maryland's got a shot to be four and zero oh and hosting a top ten Iowa team on a Friday night here in a couple weeks. I'm kind of excited about the the idea of this. I fully expect Maryland to win, but they hadn't faced an offense like this one yet, uh, not not by any stretch of the imagination. So who knows what may end up coming out of this, but those three kind of caught my attention. Um, tell me, who do you think has the most to gain this weekend? Oh, uh, I, I think if Clemson can go into North Carolina State, now maybe, see, once again, this is my perception. I do not think Clemson looks very good at all right now. Okay, they're winning games, but they're looking bad, and and I think they have an opportunity to play a team that I think is pretty good. And if they can get back to the ways of old and beat somebody up by fifteen or twenty points, and and kind of put some points on the board, then then they would change my perspective. I think that would be a big deal for them. There's a lot of the country that just assumes they're still Clemson. And what's happened the last two or three weeks and them not being able to score is, is no big deal at all. And, and they're the same team that they've always been. They should be a ranked top five team. I just don't see that. I don't, I don't know what other people are else are looking at or thinking about. 
Um, so I disagree with that. And, and so that's my perspective. Um, the other team I think might be Oklahoma. You know, Oklahoma's one, same, same concept. Literally everything I said about Clemson, say about Oklahoma. Hey, that makes sense. That does make sense. I see where you're coming from with that. I actually had Clemson with the most to lose this weekend. Um, oh, they definitely because, got just as much, if not the most to lose, yeah. At mine, mine for most to gain is actually Arkansas. Uh, they have lost nine straight to A&M. They could actually jump into the top ten with a win over A&M this weekend, and they got a good shot to do it. I know that they've got two offensive linemen that it looks like may not play, but Zach Calzada's kind of got happy feet. I, I don't know if he's going to be ready to face off against Barry Odom's defense, which can be very, very multiple. We've seen him, you know, bring three and drop eight. We've seen him run a uh, a three one six or, or whatever, what three two six uh, last year multiple times. Like he just puts the best players on the field, and what he runs pre snap is completely different from what he runs post snap. I think Arkansas's got a really, really good chance to beat A and M this weekend. If they do that, they make it into the top ten before they go play at Georgia next week. I mean, we could be looking at drastically uh, different expectations for Arkansas for the rest of the season. Um, did yeah, you they've have... got a they've got a gauntlet. They've oh, got yeah. an absolute gauntlet. Looking at their schedule ahead. Oh, you got that right. You have absolutely got that right. Did you have another one for uh, for most to lose? Uh, for most to lose, um. Man, I kind of, I kind of don't off the top of my head. Other than it's a win, it's a team that's just bad, right? So, so Florida State's a terrible football team right now. Florida State doesn't have a win. It's, it's hard to say. Maybe I should flip flop Clemson and Florida State. Florida State might have the most to win if they could get a dub. I think that's a team that needs a win more than anybody else in the country. They're playing a team they can beat. Yeah. But you know, they're coming off a, a, a good win from last week in Louisville. And I just think if they lose this game and they start the season off, you know, with a zero in the win column this far out, I, that might be it. That might be done. That's why I think they might have the most to lose is because this might be a bottom-of-the-barrel situation. Oh, yeah. No, I, I think Florida State is bad, like really bad. Especially, I think they're missing like two or three offensive linemen, and the backups are just not very good. And so this is a, a – Big big problem with that team. I'm I'm real curious. Um, yeah, my my next one. I had a, a playoff sleepers. I guess you could say. I, I I don't know exactly how to go with this, and I don't know that we necessarily have to do this every week. But this was just a thought. Um, Baylor has looked absolutely friggin' outstanding so far this season. Yeah. Now they their their competition has yeah. been suspect, right? Um, who do they have this week? They've got a good game this week, too. They are playing Iowa State this week. They are seven-point underdogs yeah. at home. So I thought that was a lot of points when I was looking at it this weekend. I just thought, man, I, I, you know, I know on paper before the season started, that's probably the right spread. We, we've seen three weeks of football from these two teams. I don't know that they're a, foot, a touchdown apart. I, I kind of feel the same way. Again, Baylor has played basically nobody. Um, that's right. But I kind of I kind of feel the same way you do. I mean, bringing in the offensive coordinator Jeff Grimes from BYU and what he has yep. been able to do with re- hell of a job, yeah, with with reworking that offensive line. I mean, it, it's the same dudes that looked awful last year, and they have just been bruisers this year. So I'm I'm curious. Another year under Dave Aranda, that defense appears to be significantly better. Jerry Bohannon, the quarterback, uh, they are making massive strides. I think if if Baylor can get by Iowa State and continue to look the way that they have thus far this season, this could be a team that we need to be paying attention to in the Big 12 going forward. Because, uh, again, Oklahoma has not been, you know, exactly world feeders. Well, I think, I, think, I think the Big 12 is a free-for-all right now. Yes. I, I, think, I think Iowa State hadn't lost anything because they still haven't lost the conference game, and they've only lost to Iowa, who is a hell of a football team. I think a top-five team in the country not getting the credit they deserve. And – um. Uh, the other team in that conference, I think, is is Texas Tech. And then, once again, Texas made a change at quarterback. I'm curious to see those two teams, not, uh, not Texas Tech. TCU is the other team I think is special. Uh, Texas made a change at quarterback. They got Texas Tech this weekend. I'm curious to see if that offense looks a lot more explosive, a little more dangerous, a lot more firepower under them, play with a little more swagger. Can they hop up and compete for the Big 12? 
you know Texas Tech's numbers right now look absolute, and it's another one of those situations like Baylor. Uh, but Texas Tech's numbers are unreal, just just ridiculous. They so, got they finally found a quarterback. I'm getting another call. <laughs> I had to decline the call. Uh, yes, I, I'm with you. I'm with you. You know how to book flights and hotels. All you're missing is a tool to plan the travel experiences you'll have once you arrive. That's why you need Viator. Book guided tours, activities, excursions, and more in one place to make your trip truly unforgettable. Viator has over 300,000 travel experiences to choose from. Everything from simple tours to extreme adventures and all the niche, interesting stuff in between. So you can plan something that everyone you're traveling with will enjoy. Real traveler reviews give the inside scoop from people who've already been on the experiences you're considering. So you can plan with confidence. Free cancellation helps you plan for the unexpected. And 24-7 customer support means you can travel worry-free. Download the Viator app now and use code Viator10 for 10% off your first booking in the app. Find travel experiences for you. Do more with Viator. For the ones who work hard to ensure their crew can always go the extra mile, and the ones who get in early so everyone can go home on time, there's Granger, offering professional-grade supplies backed by product experts so you can quickly and easily find what you need. Plus, you can count on access to a committed team ready to go the extra mile for you. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. So let's, uh, let's dive off of that. Let's go ahead and dive into the, let's see, CFB off the radar pick them for week four. And brother, we're going to start off with Missouri heading to Boston College. Boston College, a one-and-a-half-point underdog at home, total of 58. Odds, of course, every week brought to you by BetUS, where the game begins. There's a link in the description. You can sign up with that promo code, get a 125% deposit bonus. I'm telling you, a deal worth taking advantage of. Boston College, of course, no Phil Djokovic. Um, Missouri, there have been holes with that defense. There has been some problems there. The Boston College defense, to me, I'm going to give you my pick on this. I'm taking Missouri, and I'm taking Missouri all day. My line on it was six. That Boston College defense is not good. Uh, they have played Temple's backup quarterback. They have played UMass's backup quarterback, and they have played whoever the quarterback is at Tollgate or Colgate. I, I don't trust Boston College. They've, they have seen nothing like they will see with Connor Basilak and those wide receivers. I trust Missouri to go in there and get this thing done. How do you feel about it? So, okay. We're having two different conversations here, but we're going the same road, okay? Okay. Is Do I think Missouri is a better football team than Boston College? Yes. Do I think Missouri should be favored in this game? Yes. I got Missouri winning this game. I'm picking Missouri in this thing. I am not besmirching the good name of what Boston College is doing right now. Though. No, Jeff okay? Halfley is this great. Is one of the better Boston, this is one of the better Boston College football teams we've seen in a decade, man. <laughs> I think they're they really good. good. They're just not as good as Missouri. That's those are two different things. That's no, I, I I believe that Jeff Halfley has done an absolutely magnificent job. But remember, they are without their starting quarterback. And no, that well, and that's and that's the biggest thing. Them yes. losing their quarterback uh, against UMass was was an absolute game changer. Absolute game changer. Yes. Oh, I would have had them favored in this game if if it were not for Phil being out. So yeah, that changes no, the whole tough. thing. And so I do think that the, now I'll tell you this. I think that the number would have actually been closer to like 65 as far as the total goes had he been in there because I think he's worth that much. But well, uh, he's going to score. Yeah. There's no doubt he can find the end zone, baby. Oh, yeah. Oh, especially against the Missouri defense. But I don't know that I trust Dennis uh, Grossell, I believe is this guy's name. Um, so we're, we're both taking Missouri then, right? Yes. I like Missouri. I think, I think, hey, man, I think they can score, though. Dude, uh, they they've done an unbelievable job turning around the you know the 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 mentality of Boston College. Yeah, no, no, you're 100 percent right. The about issue that. is is they'll they'll have no home field advantage. That's the downside. The Northeast just isn't going to show up for college football. I had to, so on Reddit uh, on the Reddit CFB page, I had several Boston College fans tell me that it is like Parents Weekend, and that there are going to be a ton like the game's almost sold out. So there will be okay. a bit of a home field advantage for them. All right, all right. I, I hope. Hang on now. I really hope so, man. That makes me happy. That makes me excited. My question is: Is 
when I'm talking about selling the place out, I'm talking about getting rowdy. I ain't talking about your moms and your dads, okay? <laughs> That's I need, true. I need at least 25 to 30,000 18 to 25-year-olds making bad decisions that weekend, okay? That's what I need. <laughs> I, don't, I don't need 47-year-old pop up there, okay, get a couple of middle lights in it and, and just getting a little woo-hoo every now and then, okay? That's just not how it rolls. Like, no, we need something way better than that. Way better than that. I need, I need, I need more. I need more than parents <laughs> weekend. That, that, that parents can sell some tickets out. But but Mama and Papa ain't going crazy now. I need somebody taking their shirts off. Now, you, you're right. You're right. All right, let's, uh, let's move on to the next game here. Uh, we are moving to the Dallas-Fort Worth rivalry here. SMU. I can't wait for this football oh, yeah. game. SMU and TCU. TCU a nine-and-a-half-point favorite, a uh, total of 65-and-a-half. Look, SMU 6-1 and one against the spread, their last seven against TCU. Uh, the TCU secondary has got some holes, brother. There, there are problems back there that have not been fixed yet. Now, could they get fixed in this game? Absolutely. But, man, I'm going to tell you, I, I was looking earlier over at CFB Stats. Tanner Mordecai, the <laughs> SMU quarterback, number three in the country as far as quarterback rating. I mean, he has been unbelievable. Uh, do I trust that TCU is the significantly more talented team? Absolutely, I do. Uh, do I think that Gary Patterson has a little bit of a coaching edge on Sonny Dykes? Yes, I, I do. But do I think that SMU can keep this game close? I mean, there's a little bit of a, a tension going on because TCU had to cancel this game last year due to COVID issues, and SMU thinks they were running scared. So SMU really wants this game. I I think they can keep it within this number, man. I mean, it's it's down from what it was. I think it opened at 11. It's down to 9.5. I, I still think SMU can keep this within about a touchdown. My my line on it was six. I'm going to take SMU. All right. So I love Sonny Dykes. I love both of these coaches, by the way. And I think this is, I'm excited for this game. But SMU just – they just took all they could from Louisiana State. It took every ounce of gumption they had to not get upset by a very mediocre football team. All right? That means – SMU, you talked about the holes in the defense of TCU. TCU might hang 50 on them, okay? It's true. It's true. I just I just trust Gary Patterson. All they need to do, I need Gary Patterson to make two stops. That's it. I need him to make two stops because I don't think SMU will make any. All right? And if Gary Patterson can come up with a way to find two stops in this football game, he's going to cover this line. He's going to beat them by 10 at least, if not by 14. Okay. Because that's how the math is going to work out. Because SMU will not stop them. TCU won't punch. I, I bet the over-under in punts in this game. What do you think it might be? Three? If I gave you five over-under punts, you go under? Yeah, I'd probably go under. <laughs> what if I gave you three? Would you go over or you go under? Are you, uh, you three. Well, where, that's, a, that's a tough number. Three and a half. Three, three and a uh, Man, I still might go under if it's three and a half. I don't know that we're going to see a lot of football punts, man. <laughs> Kickers just ain't gonna be out there a lot. No, you ain't wrong. You ain't wrong about that. Um, so when I saw La Tech drop thirty-seven on this team, I thought, man, Sonny Dyke's gonna have—he's gonna have his problems with TCU rolling down. So here, here's my thought process on that. I told you on last week's show that weird things happen in Ruston, right? I, you, I you, yes, you did say that. You so, did say that. So I don't know that I fully believe that SMU is a bad football team just because of what happened when they were on the road in Louisiana They're still a bad football team, but I do think they're a bad defense. Has Sonny Dykes ever had a good defense in your life? Have you seen that? No, but he's got Jim Levitt as his defensive coordinator now, and he, they might not be set up just yet. But, you know. I, well, they ain't going to get set up this weekend, I don't think. I, I think you're probably right about that. <laughs> I think but Zach I'm going to lay the point. I thought it was bigger than I thought it should have been. I yeah. was expecting this line to come out more than a touchdown, less than a field goal, which is, I guess, where it is now. But I was thinking seven and a half is what I was thinking the number was going to be. And so you're, you're even still, at nine and a half, I, I like it. Right, even at nine and a half, you're rolling TCU. I'm rolling SMU. Next game on the board, LSU. we got to talk about your Tigers real quick. You know, um, this is one of those that we could have put for most to gain or most to lose here. Uh, LSU is a two-and-a-half-point favorite in Starkville. They are 9-1 and one against the spread of their last 10 in Starville. Sorry, sorry, 9-1 and one straight up, not against the spread. Um, LSU, like, this is one of those matchups. You you always talk about styles make fights, right? Sure. This is a matchup where I think LSU has a sizable advantage 
I don't think their pass defense. It should defense, favor us. Yes. It didn't last year, but it should favor us on what we do well and what they do poorly. Exactly. Mississippi State, not very good against the pass. Um, they, I don't think that they will have a sizable advantage from their defensive line against LSU's offensive line. I don't believe that they will be able to take advantage of LSU's defensive line's woes, right? And now they do have a de- – LSU's got a defensive lineman that's out for the season now. Uh, Anthony – God, I can't remember his name right now. But either way, beyond the point, LSU is not good at defending the run. Mississippi State does not run the ball. Like, that's not going to be an issue – what I'm curious about is these short to intermediate passes that Will Rogers likes to throw. They don't have a really explosive passing game. They they kind of take forever to get down the field. But I also think that LSU's got some guys that can, you know, pin their ears back and get after the quarterback a little bit. I do think that LSU has an advantage in this game, and I think they're going to be pissed off after last year. I know everybody is talking about, oh, Mississippi State after what happened. They got hosed by the refs last week, blah, 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 blah. And that don't matter this week. Like, you cannot let the refs beat you two weeks in a row. I don't think it's going to matter. I think LSU's mad about what happened to them in their own house last year. I'm going to take LSU in this spot because, again, I think stylistically, this matchup suits them. I think they're going to win this by at least a touchdown, maybe double digits. So, I hope you're right. I I, I think you are right, by the way. I do think we're the better team. I think we should win. I think you're right. Everything you're saying, we can't run the ball. Well, they can't, you know, it don't matter. Uh, they can't stop the pass. We we throw the football a lot, so that's what we do. They can't run the ball. We can't stop the run, but we sure can stop the pass, and and that's what they do. And so everything matches up to where to where we should be the better team, and we should win and, and cover this game. It, it scares me. You talk about the most to lose. We don't win this game. I told you there's a world where we don't win an SEC game this year. Okay. I, I think possible. that world still exists. Yeah, no, it's, I really it's do. there. I mean, because State could absolutely come out and, and have some kind of new game plan. They, Your defensive backs may still not be able to cover their uh, wide receivers. Who knows? But the way that it has shaped up thus far this season, I, all, of, all of LSU's weaknesses, State can't take advantage of. So, at, at least from yeah. what we have seen thus far. So... We yeah, have to get this win, and we have to get Arkansas, and then we got to pull a rabbit out of our ass somewhere else because I think all the other teams in the SEC that we play this year are better than us. LSU, a year. Maybe not Kentucky. Maybe not Kentucky. Maybe we can just out-athlete Kentucky, but Kentucky's no joke, man. No, no, they're, they're absolutely not. Absolutely no they're joke. They're really good. Right but, now, right now, Kentucky's better than us. The Bayou Bengals hosting Auburn next week. So, I mean, this is not exactly a look-ahead spot for Mississippi State. But, uh, yeah, I'm, I'm with you. Both of us taking LSU minus two and a half. Clemson heads to Raleigh, North Carolina. I'm kind of stoked about this. We, we've talked a little bit about this in the preview earlier. But NC State, 7-1 and one against the spread. Their last eight at home. However, they will not have Peyton Thomas on the... Or sorry, Peyton Wilson. God, I keep messing up his name. Peyton Wilson, the the all-star linebacker. They're not going to have him. He's out for the rest of the season. Uh, Fagan, the safety. I, I think those are the two best defensive players that they've got. Both of them out for the year. Uh, that's going to be a big problem here. It, Clemson just has not looked very good. Clemson, uh, what did I say, a 10-point favorite here? I had them actually yes, as, a, I had them as a 14-point favorite. I, I do wonder about this. Like This feels like it could be really low-scoring. 2015 was the last time that NC State had a real shot to win a game against Clemson. In 2016, it was a 38-31 ball game, and that one was in Raleigh. I I do wonder about this because Clemson has blown them out two straight times. They didn't play last year uh, because of all the the weird ACC stuff, uh, the way they reshaped their schedule to uh, to fit in Notre Dame. But I, I do feel like Dave Doran is a good enough coach to be able to keep this thing close so long as Clemson doesn't just bust out, right? Like, DJ Uyunglele has been awful passing the football. And and if that continues, then yes, they can absolutely keep this within 10. I tend to believe that Clemson will find a way to score. They will find a way to look better. Uh, the circumstances surrounding their three games thus far, uh, far really weird, really weird stuff. They got all the talent in the world. I think they're going to find a way to figure it out. I, I'm going to take the Clemson uh, minus 10 here. But I, I don't feel great about it. Like, this this is not one of my, you know, official uh, gambling picks, but 
But I do I will take Clemson minus ten here. Well, this is one of my official gambling picks, baby, and I am taking the Wolf Pack. Let me tell you something. When somebody has bullied you, as long as Clemson has bullied the ACC, you take that opportunity to kick them when they are down. You take advantage of everything you can. They're going to pull out all the stops because this might be their last shot at beating them for a decade. Okay? So, you take this chance. I think their fans believe it. I think the students believe it. I think the the crowd is going to be crazy. I something is this defense is going to make Uyunglele really, really uncomfortable. You become one dimensional in college football, in big boy college football. You can get shut down by anybody. True. Okay. And I do believe that Clemson has become one dimensional. Now they got to find small fans because the boys on the other side of the football for Clemson. And that coach on the other side of football for Clemson, I believe, is one of the best coaches in all of college football. Okay, I've said that multiple times. Uh, and at some point in time, you've got to find a way to score. But if you can score, I think this is your game. I think this is your team. You're at home. You're going to have a chance to, 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 to do something special that your school and these students will remember for a long time. And I think it's going to happen. Yeah, yeah. Tim Beck, I, I do think, um, I, I do trust that he'll be able to get that uh, something something going for offense with Devin Leary and that bunch. So, yeah, I, I'm going to take Clemson just because it just seems it's so weird that they that they have looked as bad as they have. I've got a feeling that they got something up their sleeve for this one, but it, would it surprise me if NC State finds a way to keep this one close into the fourth quarter? Absolutely not. Uh, would it surprise me if NC State wins? Yeah, I think that might surprise me a little bit. <laughs> well, I'm going to have a little bit of money on the money line. You know that this is going to be one of my one of my underdog specials this weekend. Hey, you you don't They're bet dogs without putting a little on money line. I know how you roll. No, I don't. I don't. I don't usually. So, well, speaking of dogs, let's move into another ACC tilt here and. The Louisville Cardinals are headed to Florida State. Florida State, a one-and-a-half-point underdog at home, 61-and-a-half. Again, the lines brought to you by BetUS, where the game begins. You can, of course, click the link in the description. Go ahead and get signed up over there. Use the promo code NCAAF2021 for 125% deposit bonus up to $2,500. Louisville, 4-and-1 against the spread in their last five against Florida State. And they seem to really find something against UCF. They've got the rest advantage here. They have an extra day of rest after beating UCF at home on Friday night last week. Florida State went on the road to Wake Forest and got absolutely pummeled without the guys in their offensive line that they had to start the season against Notre Dame. They have been dreadful. Absolutely awful. Uh, McKenzie Milton, as, as much as we have loved the story and everything, I mean, his average yards per pass is like five I mean, it, it, there's there's no explosive passing game. The running game without that offensive line has basically been shut down. Jordan Travis is somewhat injured. The defense is bleh. And, and while I would like to say, yeah, this is, oh, they're going to come out pissed off. They they shouldn't have been beaten by that many. Da-da-da. Like, Wake Forest took them behind the woodshed, man. I, I'm going against Florida State again here. Give me Louisville. Like, I, even on the road, I think Louisville found something last week. I, I think that they are going to come out fired up for this game. I think Florida State has made, Florida State may win two games this year, man. All right. So some of this is a won't, and some of this is a feel. Okay. Okay. I want Mike Norvell to be better than this. I, I need Florida State to find something here. Okay. But but here's the other part of this. I think last week, ever I've heard you saying that. I've heard a lot of other people in college football saying, "Move a found something. Move a found something." And I don't really found anything. I have seen too many weeknight football games where the home team just plays far above their caliber. All right? It happens every year. It happens all the time. And I don't want to overreact to that. I don't think this global team is great. I think they've got a lot of flaws. I think they played above their head. And I think one team in here is desperate and the other team just celebrated for a week. That's what I and, – and I'm going to go with the desperate team. I feel like such a moron taking uh, Florida State right now. I just I, – I, it, it seems stupid, but I'm going to do it because I think it's the right thing to do. 
I really do. I'm going to take the team that's desperate for a win when the other team just got a huge win on national TV. I'm going to do that. It, it, it makes sense. It absolutely makes sense. I, I feel where you're coming from. Uh, I am going to go the other way, though. So let's let's move to the Liberty Bowl. UTSA, the UT San Antonio Roadrunners, are headed into Memphis, and they will be playing the Memphis Tigers. Both teams 3-0. and Both teams have a win over a Power 5 school. Uh, Memphis, of course, beat Mississippi State last week in controversial fashion. Uh, and... UTSA went on the road and beat Illinois uh, just a couple weeks ago. Sincere McCormick, rocking and rolling, running the football. Frank Harris Jr., the quarterback for UTSA, he is looking really, really good as well. I I will also tell you this. Seth Hennigan, the freshman quarterback for Memphis, when, when Grant Gunnell went down with an injury, who was supposed to be the starting quarterback transfer in from Arizona, when he went down, I thought this season was shot for Memphis. And they... Seth Hennigan is now the number 23 quarterback in the country per uh, quarterback rating, and he has looked outstanding. Absolutely outstanding. This Tigers offense has got some heavy hitters on it. They've got some playmakers. I worry about this defense. I don't think that they can stop the run, which was not an issue against Mississippi State, but they they certainly have had issues. Uh, I'm, I'm curious here. My line was six. Memphis is favored by three, total of 66 and a half. My line initially was Memphis minus six. Man, I have gone back and and watched. So I watched UTSA against Middle Tennessee, and I went through and watched you know the the, the highlight plays, all that kind of stuff, just to to see how that game went. And of course, I watched UTSA against Illinois. I, I UTSA has covered five straight games, and their defense can match up with Memphis's offense. I think, and I don't know that Memphis can stop the running game of UTSA. So I I think I'm going to go UTSA here. Plus the three, like I, that. That's against my own number, but I, I kind of feel like UTSA has got something cooking here. I'll uh, I'll roll with Jeff Trailer and the boys. Trust your numbers. Trust the math. Trust the Tigers, baby. Memphis is going <laughs> to find some magic in the Liberty Bowl. I can I can buy it. I can buy it. I uh I mean those playmakers, man. That's what scares you is at any point Calvin. They're Austin just so explosive. I don't. Yeah. They can score from any point in the field. If you got them at their own half yard line. Don't worry. They can take that thing 99 and a half yards in one snap. Yes. Yes, they really can. They can. So I, I'm going to trust UTSA. You're rolling Memphis. Hey, this is the first pick em where we have really kind of gone head-to-head on most of these. And and I like it. Yeah, we've gone head to head a lot. Yeah. So yeah. I think, uh, let's see, it looks four out of the six already we have gone head-to-head on. Uh, different than, than the last couple of weeks. Uh, last week, we only had two that we disagreed on. So this is, this is a little bit better. A little, a little more... Uh, uh, Argumentative, I guess. I I appreciate that. I, I don't know that it's better. You know, that, well, you if never we know. won all those ones that we agreed on last week, then that's fine. <laughs> you uh, you're not wrong. All right, we got a few more here. Uh, Rutgers headed to Michigan. Um, this line has has just gotten absurd. Michigan minus twenty. This and a line half. is weird. Yes. This line stinks like shit. Well, my line on it was Michigan minus seventeen. It it's sitting at twenty and a half. Uh, the total is 49.5. Look, Rutgers is 5-0 and against the spread in their last five on the road. Michigan looks absolutely legit right now. Just, I mean, I, I can't even explain what they, they're not passing the ball, but they haven't had to. I will tell you this. Numbers-wise, this line makes perfect sense. Like, it absolutely makes sense. I know all the math adds up. Yes, I, man, I'm, I'm telling like you. I think there's so 65% of the uh, the bets and a little more of the money are on Rutgers right now, and the line keeps going the opposite direction. I'm, I'm gonna take Michigan I, as long as it's under three touchdowns here, 20 and a half. Give me Michigan because I think they are going to. This is a thing that Harbaugh does, right? Whenever Rutgers starts to pick up a little bit in recruiting, he just comes in and mollywops them. Like you remember that 78 yeah. to nothing win? Like he understands how important recruiting New Jersey is to Michigan football. Uh, this seems like one of those spots where he is not going to ease up off the gas pedal. I, I think they're going to score a ton of points here, and I don't think Rutgers, their offense, it is not good. Like, it, under any metric that you can come up with, they have not been good. And I love Sean Gleason, and I love how how crazy eclectic their offense is, but they have not been good this year. 
Uh, give give me Michigan minus 20 and a half here. I think they lay it on them. So, I think you're right. I think that's – so, I, I hate this game. I hate this game because I like watching both these teams. I like that Rutgers is crazy and weird and plays different football. Okay? And it's not a triple option or it's not a – they just their their entire offense is tricked. That's just all it is. Yes, yes. Um, I, I like I like what Shiano's doing there, and I want to reward them with seeing them in this. But I really like Harbaugh. I like Harbaugh a lot. My first thought was it's too damn many points. It's just too many points. But you're right. You're right. At at three touchdowns, I could see winning it by three touchdowns. I do think the line is pretty damn close to where we're going to get. Yeah, I I mean, I will tell you that I I think they win this, I mean, going away. Like I it, I think it'll be more than 3 touchdowns, but the fact that I can get it under 3 touchdowns, I'm I'm all in on yeah. that. So, um all right, so that'll that'll move us in. We got uh just a few more here. Kansas State heads to Stillwater and they are a five and a half point underdog to the Cowboys at Oklahoma State. Total of 46 and a half. Kansas State is 5 and 1 against the spread in their last 6 in Stillwater. Will Howard looked pretty good against Nevada last week. Uh this line has come down, by the way. I think it was over a touchdown. Uh or it might have been right at a touchdown at opening. And and now, of course, um it is dropped. My line on it was actually Oklahoma State minus 3. I think the biggest thing we got to pay attention to basically once kickoff gets here is is are the Oklahoma State wide receivers actually going to play in this game? Because they didn't against Boise State, and they found a way to get that win anyway, but it wasn't because of scoring. Like, Oklahoma State's defense is really good, but, man, Chris Kleiman's defense has been really stingy this year. They have been really, really good. I I still think five and a half is too many points, man. I, I'm going to roll with Kansas State here. I feel good about this bunch. Uh, I don't know what it is. Even without Skylar Thompson, like, I, I still think, you know, you got Deuce back there. You got guys that can make plays. I think they'll be able to score enough. I don't know that they win the game, but this certainly feels like it'd be a field goal game either way, right? Yes, I think this is supposed to be a close game. I think that's too many points. Um, and I, I think both these teams look a lot alike, by the way. I think the way they're playing, I, I just think they look a lot alike. It's a, another of them can pass the football right now. Like, at all. No, they both run the football, and they both play great defense. Like, yes. great, outstanding defense. Uh, total of 46.5, man. It, it's not a lot of points, but uh, luckily we're not having to pick over-unders here. We're just, you know, going against the spread. I, I do think uh, 46.5 lets you know that this could end up being a game that ends in the teens. So <laughs> this could this could easily be yeah. like a 17-13 ball game. So would yeah. not surprise and if, me. And if you're going to have a game that low scoring, you, you can't lay six points. Exactly. Either way, you just can't. It doesn't matter who it is. You just can't lay six points in a game where where there won't be you know thirty five points scored. True, true. Nebraska heads to Michigan State. They're going up to East Lansing to face off against Sparty in the bunch. Uh, we talked very highly of Mel Tucker and the Spartans last week. Peyton Thorne has been playing uh, his rear end off, number eight in the country in quarterback efficiency. He is lighting them up, lighting them up right now. Uh, he's at, what is it, nine touchdowns? Yeah, nine touchdowns, zero interceptions. And Kenneth Walker III, of course, has been an absolute playmaker. At Michigan State has looked awesome. They are the biggest surprise on the season, I believe, uh, currently. However, Nebraska, eight and one against the spread, their last nine against Michigan State. And as I was looking through stats and looking through everything this week, I'm kind of wondering if Michigan State has not just taken advantage of beating really bad teams. And Nebraska, yes, the Illinois game is concerning, but they played really well against Oklahoma last week. And, of course, before that, they got a big win against Buffalo, looked really good in that game. And, you know, against Fordham, looked terrible early, but ended up winning that one like 52-7, to something like that. I, I kind of wonder if Nebraska isn't a little bit better than what we've been giving them credit for, and we just all jump the shark on it a, a touch too soon when they lost to Illinois early. I, I'm i going to roll with Nebraska plus the five here. Now, I don't feel great about it because betting on Scott Frost and, and Adrian Martinez here lately has not been uh, insanely profitable at all. But I do think that they are, this, these are two evenly matched teams. And I think Adrian Martinez is not as bad as we have made him out to be. I'm, I'm rolling with the Cornhuskers here. All right. 
So I'm going to do what we did with the uh, Boston College team, okay? I, I agree with you, but but I still think Nebraska is a bad football team. Okay, right? okay. Here's where, here's where I think this is where Nebraska can either keep this thing close and or win the game outright. And, and God, I'm, I'm, I'm really thinking about putting them in my underdog special. Um, I never thought I'd say that all year. <laughs> it, it's, it's coming down to the fact that um, this is a huge letdown spot. For the first time all year, the entire country is looking at Sparty saying, hey, these guys can play. And they've been feeling themselves. And they've been walking around with a big swinging dick on campus all week long after coming back from beating up on Miami. And I, it, I just – I worry about – this is we, – we've seen this in college football. Just massive wins followed by just stupid, unexplainable losses. They, they, could be, they could be playing Kent State here, and I would be thinking the exact same thing. You know, they could be playing a really good FCS team. A, a, yeah, FCS team. And I'd be thinking the same thing here. So, this isn't that I think Nebraska is good. Maybe they are, and I'm just – hating too much this is i i just think this is perfect letdown yeah that's that was kind of my thought process here is michigan state has feasted like we all thought miami was pretty good and maybe they're not like maybe. Uh, we we did not we did not hang on let's be real <laughs> careful about that we thought miami was going to be trash because we didn't understand where the miami love was coming from true true now, you, you're not wrong about that. Uh, Michigan State does have Western Kentucky next week. After that, they have road trips to Rutgers and to Indiana before a bye week heading into the Michigan game. So, uh, it's not if, a look-ahead if spot. If they get past this, they'll be undefeated going into Mich- uh, going into Indiana at least. Yeah, yeah, I think they should be able to handle Rutgers even on the road. Uh, Nebraska, as far as they are concerned, they've got Northwestern next week at home. Again, this isn't a look-ahead spot for either team. Like they are focused on each other. I think this could be a pretty even matchup. Uh, you're you're riding too. you're riding Nebraska as well, huh? I'm I'm taking the Cornhuskers and I'm strongly considering making them a money, uh, money line special. I can uh I can totally get with that. I can totally get with it. All right, two more North Carolina heading to Georgia Tech, and hey, uh, you know they're a twelve point favorite at Georgia Tech, and this game is not being played at uh, at Bobby Dodd Stadium, or, or whatever it's called now. I think it's still Bobby Dodd. Uh, Georgia Tech, 12.5 point underdog here, total of 63.5. North Carolina, 2-5 and five against the spread of their last seven as a road favorite, and the game is at Mercedes-Benz Stadium. So it's in a dome. It's on a fast track. North Carolina got things absolutely rolling in the second half against Virginia last week. Georgia Tech played really close with Clemson. Got real close to getting a win there. But I don't think that that's exactly a uh, a good look at what this team is. I don't think Georgia Tech is very good, especially without Jeff Sims, their quarterback. I, not that the backup has been bad. I, I just don't think that Georgia Tech is a good enough football team to be able to keep up or keep pace with North Carolina. And I, I my line on this was 16 I, I'm, I'm able to get it at 12 and a half. Like, yes, absolutely. Like, I, I can I can get North Carolina at under two touchdowns. Give me North Carolina. I I think we might have written them or written them off a little too early. Uh, Lane Stadium is always difficult to go play in. I don't think it's that difficult to go play in Mercedes-Benz Stadium against Georgia Tech. Give me give me North Carolina here. Yeah, North Carolina, North Carolina, big Georgia Tech's not a good football team, which is why I am betting against Clemson as well. Yeah, yeah, Georgia Tech's not a good football team. <laughs> They're just not right now. Uh, I do hate that they lost Sims in that first game. That that just made it, God, it made the rebuild so much more difficult because he is the one that that had a bunch of offers from other places. You know, had the offer from Florida State, et cetera, and Norville came in, told him, "Nah, we we don't want you." Um, Georgia Tech got him. They were kind of building their offense around him, and now he's gone. I I just. I hate it. I really hate it. If they find a way to win this ball game, though, I mean, what Jeff Collins is doing there, like he, this will be a massive, massive recruiting win. But I don't see it. I, I think North Carolina may win this by three touchdowns. So uh, I will. Uh, I will certainly roll with the Tar Heels on that. And finally, one last one. I wanted to make sure we got uh, one of the late night games. Cal at Washington. 
Washington is a seven and a half point favorite. This actually opened at nine, total of 46 and a half. Again, everything brought to you by BetUS, where the game begins. Click the link in the description. Go sign up there. Cal has won two straight against Washington. They didn't get to play last year, of course, all the COVID protocols and everything. Um, but they they have won and covered three of the last five against the Huskies here. Cal, here is the biggest mismatch in the game, and I don't I don't know what to make of it because obviously we don't have a large sample size just yet. Cal is number two, uh, 22 in the country in yards per rush. Washington number 98 in yards per rush defense. Now, a lot of that is because they got absolutely smoked by Michigan, but Montana was able to run on it a little bit. Like, I, I, I think Washington may just not be a very good football team. Now, they might have figured it out last week against Arkansas State, but, man, you know Wilcox has had their number for quite a while, and... And yep. I wonder if he doesn't do it again. My line on this was five. Uh, if I'm able to get it at seven and a half over a touchdown, give me Cal. Get Cal plus seven and a half is where I'm rolling. That's right. Cal plus seven and a half. That's that's the answer. And and this will be on the money line special as well. I I think Cal Cal's still a really good defensive football team. I yes. think Washington's struggling to find a way to put points on the board. I don't think that what happened last week is an anomaly. And 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 in their back or whatever, I think. Sorry, I do think it was an anomaly. I don't think they're back. I don't think they found anything special. I, I still think they're not. I don't trust the team. And, no, Arkansas and I, and, State's defense is putrid. Like it is oh, awful. Just shut off. Yes. Yeah. It's so, it's not like I am. I am <laughs> no, I'm I'm in on the Cal Bears. I think they got a shot to win this football game. Yeah. No, I'm I'm the same way as you. I'm the same way as you. All right, so we started out having four of the first six games different, and we closed out by agreeing on the last five. So <laughs> you and I see the world a whole lot alike, my friend. A whole lot alike. All right, uh, a recap on this. I've got Missouri, SMU, LSU, Clemson, Louisville, UTSA, Michigan, Kansas State, Nebraska, North Carolina, and Cal. And Chris is taking Missouri, TCU, LSU, NC State, Florida State, Memphis, Michigan, Kansas State, Nebraska, UNC, and Cal. I like it, my friend. I like it. All right, I'll, uh, I'll go ahead and let you get out of here, and then I will finish up the show. And, uh, and yeah, man, I'm, I'm hoping for, uh, for some more winners this weekend. So I tell everybody, yeah, by man. the way, uh, go and check out Chris's show Saturday morning. What time is it on Saturday? Saturday, 9 a.m. Central, 10 a.m. Eastern. That's YouTube, what I'm talking about. live. YouTube, live. SBR picks. There we go. All right, so go and check it out. Make sure you are subscribed if you have not already. My brother, I will uh, I will talk to you later on. Thank you, sir. Be good, buddy. All right, that is going to do it for today's show. We appreciate all of you guys for watching, for tuning in, all that good stuff. Went a good hour today, talked a lot of college football. We appreciate all of you that have subscribed to the channel or subscribed to the podcast feed and have shared out the show, etc. Please jump in the comments. Leave a like, all that good stuff. We certainly would appreciate that. Leave a nice review over at Apple Podcasts. That certainly helps us out. Again, you can find everything you need to know about us over at winningcureseverything.com. All of these picks will be posted on the spreadsheets over on the picks page over on the website. So go ahead and check that bad stuff out. Uh, with that said, go ahead and check out the BetUS College Football Show. I am on there Wednesdays and Thursdays, so make sure you are subscribed. A link in the description. And like Chris just said, the SBR College Football Show that he does you can find the link in the description for that one as well. Uh, the show, again, brought to you by BetUS, where the game begins. You can sign up using the promo code NCAAF2021, and that will get you a 125% deposit bonus up to $2,500, and it is sportsbook exclusive. Incredible deal. They are fantastic to work with, and I'm, I'm telling you, I've been betting with them since I was 21, so that is, what, 17 years? Very long time. So go ahead, check them out. I promise you will not be disappointed. Uh, with that said, I hope all of you have fantastic weekends. It, there was a crisp in the air this morning when I got up. It's cold in the mornings. It's warm in the afternoons. It is fall weather. It is football weather. I am so ready, so ready for another fun weekend of football with college and the NFL. If you haven't already, our NFL pick show was on Wednesday. Go back and check that bad boy out as well. You guys have been fantastic, and we cannot tell you how much we appreciate your support on the show. So with that said, take care of yourself, take care of each other, and hopefully all of you tickets cash this week. 
Thanks for checking out Winning Cures Everything. If you want to keep up with us, hit subscribe on YouTube or your favorite podcast app. Visit the website at winningcureseverything.com or you can like us on Facebook or follow us at Winning Cures, at Gary WCE, or at Chris B. Giannini on Twitter. Share out the show, leave a nice review, and make sure to comment and tweet at us. For the ones who work hard to ensure their crew can always go the extra mile and the ones who get in early so everyone can go home on time, there's Granger. Offering professional-grade supplies backed by product experts so you can quickly and easily find what you need. Plus, you can count on access to a committed team ready to go the extra mile for you. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply.